Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of... Meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Early Break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call or text us at 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show sponsored by Gaina Trucking. We had uh, quite a few texts during the break regarding the goalposts. If Nebraska were to have a big win against Ohio State or Michigan or something like that, yeah, 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 to get to six and zero on your home field. If Nebraska beat Michigan, would people go into Memorial Stadium and tear down those goalposts? It's a worthy question. Dino, Dino, you just dismissed that question. I, if Nebraska were to beat Michigan in Ann Arbor, would fans sneak into Memorial Stadium and tear down those goalposts? I don't, I don't think so. No, they. It's got to be when the game was on your field. That'd be weird. That'd be weird to go to an empty stadium following a big road win and just take down the goalposts. God, that would be a gigantic win, though. It would. Uh, Dino says this. After we beat Tennessee in 97, I was one of the clowns hanging on the streetlights downtown. <laughs> Greatest night of my life, Jake. Whoa. Now, wait a minute. How, long, how old were you, Texas? Yeah, Dino. Were you in college? Dino. Out of college? <laughs> you were hanging on, on a streetlight. <laughs> I just want to see that. I I want to see the chaos of what a huge win does to the city. I know. I do. Not just the state. You know, the state, you know, also wants to see, like, I want to see the celebrations across the state, but I want to be in Lincoln to see what that win does. We have been having difficult conversations for far too long here. We have. And we're about to have another one. We are. We have been having difficult conversations for God, Jake. Even when they were winning, we were having difficult conversations during the Solich era, during the Pelini era. The conversations were not particularly enjoyable, right? And those have been happening since 1998. (laughs) (laughs) They have. There's been intermittent, intermittent periods of joy, right? Yeah, but never long last. Not sustained. Short bursts. And now it's become just a drumbeat of pain. Mm-hmm. God. And Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. Good old Bruce. Boring Bruce. All right. So. You went to see Bruce Hornsby. I saw Bruce, okay? Was that an effort to numb your brain for a couple hours? No. Well, yeah, I had some, I had some drinks. That would help, too. It did help. There's no way you're watching Bruce Hornsby without that. 
<laughs> Unless was, you just got it. I was saying it was not by any means one of the best I've ever been to for concerts. <laughs> Shock. No. Okay. Moving on. Ask this question. This this is a short question, but I, I think it's a big question. Four six four five six eight five. How quickly can you rebuild an offensive line? Short question. Big question. Complicated. It means it's it's very important for Nebraska to answer this question. Right. What I said applies. We've been having difficult conversations, you know, in the Nebraska football realm for far too long. This is pretty much an example. How quickly can you build an offensive line? I think it's tough. There's two words that help. You know what those two words are. Transfer, Transfer portal. portal. Yeah. That helps. That could help you. But come on. Jake, if a big-time all-conference, wherever, whatever conference, left tackle pops pops into the portal, how many teams are going after Everybody. Him? It's yeah. going to cost you a lot of money. To Virtually get. everybody. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. A big-time all-conference left tackle from the, from the Mid-American Athletic Conference is going to be hard to get for a lot of teams. And, yeah, it's going to cost money. Fortunately, Nebraska has money, and they have – an NIL operation that's formidable, or they will have the 1890 initiative up and kicking and have and probably have four or five million dollars available. Um, not that you'd have to pay a left tackle four or five million, but you're gonna have to pay him quite a bit. Okay, now that's but that just applies to an all conference guard, too. Left tackle commands more money usually, but. The portal is going to help, but man, this is a development discussion. This it is, is oh, it's, it's mostly that. Yeah, this is a development discussion. Um, it's definitely a recruiting discussion too. It's a complicated discussion. I think it's complicated. It's not. This isn't an overnight fix. And by the way, if you're Trev Alberts, and he did say this in his September 11th press conference, he's emphasizing the line of scrimmage with this hire. And if it's going to be Mickey, Mickey has to go to Trev. If 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 this, you know, if if Trev is serious about Mickey, Mickey would have to go to Trev and say with a plan, with a line of scrimmage plan. With with a lot of a lot of different elements when it comes to plans, but the line of scrimmage plan, come on. If you were the AD, what would you say? You got to give us a plan there. Who's the guy <laughs> you're bringing in? What's if his it, resume? What's he done? Right. And I, is that Donovan Rayola? Jake? Donovan has a lot to prove these, like, these final five games. Why? Now, again, he was not left with the great you – know, this is Greg Austin's mess that was left here. Yeah. This is Greg Austin's group, mm-hmm. to be fair. This is, is Greg Austin's group of players. It is. It is. But but I still think in one year you got to see what the new coach in there – Improvement. Have we seen definitive improvement on the offensive line? It's been. I mean, he lost Nuri Noily. That hurts in the Big off time. season. That hurt to a suspension, a, a full season suspension. He, Teddy Prohaska was brought back too quickly. He was brought back too quickly, and as I thought, hasn't. You're right. You called that, and he hasn't been with. You know, how many games did he play? A few, three. Maybe. Yeah. So. You lost two of your better linemen right out of the chute. One before the season, one early in the season. Teddy, 
and Nori Nuili. Now, yeah, you're operating from a deficit right off. And there wasn't there was no guarantees with those guys in there. You lost some pretty good I mean, you lost one outstanding lineman to the NFL, Cam Jurgens. Absolutely. Second uh, round pick. Right. Um no no, I don't now I don't know what Mickey's plan would be. I don't know what it would be on the defensive line side. You know? Is possible that he retains some of these staff members. I don't know what how that's gonna look. I don't know. Does well, Mike you, Dawson get retained? But I don't know. I mean that becomes a is that if you retain Bill Bush, is that is that not his kind of jurisdiction at that point? Not really. Um, well, you know, Bill Bush has got connections around this game too. But he's not been a D line coach. No, but I'm just, you're but talking about his defensive coordinator. If, if he's retained as as coordinator, I'm saying, hey, do you know some guys that you could fill the staff out with that help Mickey out? If right. you and Mickey are together, right. in this, good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah. say you Mickey. I'd say Mickey to Bill. Do you, do you got some guys yeah. in mind here? Sure, I do. Sure, right now. Well, Bill's, played, also, Bill's been a lot of places. He's got second. connections. There's in this, a wild card in this game. here. There's a wild card here. There's a wild card here. What about this plan? What if Mickey could go to the AD and say, "I got a, I got a, I got an ace in, the, in my pocket, my brother, Vance Joseph." Vance might get fired. Well, Vance Joseph will come here as our defensive coordinator. Now, now you think Vance has connections? What? Well, I, I now, was... now Bill might say, "What the hell are you talking about, Sipple? Bill Bush? What the hell? Are you? I'm, I'd be the defensive. Well, Bill." You can be go back to being the special teams coordinator, which obviously has worked well. We'll bump your pay, and you will you will be a coordinator, but it'll be the special teams. I'd ask him what he wants to be. Does he want to be a defensive coordinator? I think Bill would would stay here. That's what his answer. Would be. I'll I'll do what I have to do to stay here. Well, yeah, I mean, if if the special teams have rounded in the field, they, well, they've blocked what? How many punts this year? Two, three, three punts, three punts. They've blocked three punts, which is the most since they blocked four in 2014. And oh, by the way, I didn't mention this. I know they they didn't matter in the game, but Bleak Row looked pretty dang good on Saturday. Three field His field goals, goals look right down the middle. Okay, boomed him. The special teams now. Bushini's not punting the ball high. He's his hang time's not good. Is, I don't know what's going on. Injured, there. I mean, he got hurt. Maybe yeah. he got hurt a yeah. couple games ago. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's recovered. But anyway. Go back, stick on the line play. I mean, yeah, Mickey would have to present to Trev Alberts a. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A plan. A good plan. Something that is doable. Right? Because this, this, is, this, is, that's, this part of the conversation has gotten really old. The offensive line part. Yeah, wait, it's been a constant problem. Right. Which is not surprising if your team has not been winning. I mean, offensive line is a big, big part of this. Especially in this league. You're in a very physical conference. If you have bad offensive line play, you're not going to go very far. Now, now this is where you get to – now. Some and I don't know the dynamics here, but how did Billima get Illinois' offensive line whipped into the shape it's whipped in? Yeah, I have not not researched what he's done there Yeah, in terms of who's – and I don't want to go too far down that road because it's not, it's not like a great offense. So, 
But he, but that offense has the number one running back right. in the country, which is you know number, it's That's, on Chase Brown a lot, but also he's getting holes from the offensive line. Absolutely, absolutely. So how did that happen? You know why how it happened? Because he is a technician. Brett Bielema is a technician and a developer. There's not now you can't. There's just those guys don't fall off trees. It would be nice if they did, though. It would be really cool. Hey, I got him. We got him over here. Feel him falling off a tree would be, oh, would be painful. Holy God. Um, <laughs> bring, bring the whole tree down. But anyway, they don't fall off trees. Is that a saying? Speed them up with am a I, right am I mixing my metaphors? I don't know. I like it, though. It they don't fall out of the sky. Very good. They're, hard. <laughs> They're hard to find, is my point. Bill Callahan was one. We had one here. Master technician, maybe the best offensive line coach in the world. In the world. He's very good. Yeah. Bilma knows how to coach lines. I mean, come on. Illinois has something there. They do. He knows how to coach lines, both sides. He does. Jake, you know that. He was a defensive lineman. And he knows how to coach offensive lines. He looks like one. Three Rose Bowls at Wisconsin. Yes. So how do you do this? What? The phrase is "grow on trees," not grow fall on trees. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall off of trees. <laughs> I mixed my metaphors. Yeah, I liked it though. It kind of made me laugh, so I kept letting you go with it though. <laughs> they don't fall on trees. They don't. They don't grow on trees. So there's no simple. There's no. Your question's a good one. The question again: How quickly? Can you rebuild an offensive line? Uh, strikes me as complex. I, but but I, you mentioned transfer portal, and I yeah. that's obviously a quick fix, but it doesn't guarantee it's going to work. There's no. chemistry there, right? I mean, these guys are that's, are coming from different programs with different development right. systems, you different schemes. No, you can't rely on that. Like you, you cannot, you can't you, tell me, Jake. We'll go get five new linemen out of the no, portal. No, it, it doesn't work. No, like that. no you it can doesn't f- work. But like you that. can fortify if your if your offensive line is average. You can take it to another level through the portal, right? You would agree you on can, that. Can sure. If it's if you have an average line and you're missing a key part or two, that's where the portal could come in. The problem again, once again, is if there's a great offensive lineman in the portal. Everyone wants him. Everyone Bama wants, wants him. him. Yeah. US, USC, it's Georgia, possible. Tennessee. Yeah, it's possible. All of them want him. Yeah. And now it becomes a bidding war. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to ante up a lot to go mm-hmm. from for them to go to you, a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten school, mm-hmm. compared to a championship-level team in the SEC or, mm-hmm. or USC in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's th- this is not a an easy discussion. But whoever – Trev is targeting would have to convince him I would think that that this is what I can do for you up front this is what I've done I gotta think now there's a lot of things that Trev is going to wonder about with this prospective coach but that's got to be high on the list well it is we got to quit acting like we don't know what Trev's looking for he has spelled it out on September 11th go back and watch if you if don't act like you don't know what Trev wants I watched it yesterday Let me cover a little bit. Yeah, please. Yeah, you rewatched it again. Yeah, give us. He give wants. Us he wants a coach that respects the value of Nebraskans. He wants a coach that fosters toughness in the program, that wins the line of scrimmage. He wants someone who's mindful of small details. Great coaches, he said, are people of character. 
Great coaches, he says, are people of character. They're people managers. They're culture builders. He also said, I think they're grinders. A lot of the great ones don't have a whole lot of hobbies, he said. It's all they know. He said, I think young people, as we've moved forward, have changed a little bit. So I think being able to identify and relate to the modern student-athlete and all they're going through and all the all the new things like NIL and all those types of things are very important. He wants an authentic leader. Authentic leadership is important to him. Will people follow? Will people follow this coach? Now, those are all pretty elementary things, mm-hmm. but you've seen here that that doesn't always happen. We haven't seen authentic leadership from certain coaches where players actually follow them. We haven't seen it. He wants someone who who hates to lose. He said, I like people who hate to lose. I like people who hate to lose more than they enjoy winning, Trev said. He said, resources won't be an impediment. Hmm. Okay. Um, he wants a leader that has servant mentality, who sees a picture bigger than themselves. What's Mickey always say? This isn't about me. This isn't about me. Mickey says a lot of the right things. But and I but the but the crucial thing is I think he means them. Yeah, I I mean again with Mickey there's a lot of things you like with him. But I'm curious and I believe he's got guys he can go to. I you have to believe he knows enough people in this industry in this game that he could find a a, a pretty decent staff. I don't know that. Vance could help there. Resources are not a problem. And Bill Bush can help. Impediment uh, regarding, uh, says Trev Alberts. Right. Money's not a problem no. here. So you got to hire a seasoned staff that can compete in that realm week in and week out in the, in the best coaching conference in the country. We've seen that if you don't have that mentality, it can engulf you. It, Nebraska's got engulfed. Frost was 16 and 31. It got engulfed. They weren't, they weren't winning that coaching part very often. No, they were not. And They're, we saw that we, we could tell that. It was obvious. Mm-hmm. It was exactly. obvious. Georgia Southern, it was obvious. Georgia Southern, it was painfully obvious right. that Clay Helton is a great example. Clay Helton masters his offense. He's he's a good offensive coach. Okay. He's he had his way with Chenander that night. Had his way. He had an answer he for whatever, everything. He did whatever he wanted to. Had his answer. Had an answer for everything. You know, Van Trees played answer. very well in that game. He had some I excellent know. throws, but still, it, it wasn't much of a challenge. No. Clay Helton. Clay Helton has a track record as an offensive coach. By the way, Georgia Southern's not playing very no, well. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. Uh-uh. I think they beat James Madison, though. Did they? It was, a, it was a tight game. I don't know. They weren't. But they don't ask me questions. I don't. Know. I'll look it up real quick. Um. <laughs> you should be harder on me. Uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, they did beat James Madison. To get to what record? They are now 4-3. Four and three. Four That was and an upset, three. though, because they were because James Madison was ranked. That was a ranked James Madison team mm-hmm. in Division I. Mm-hmm. But that was a great – that was – well, and that was enough. That was enough. Trev had seen enough. Or Mickey had seen enough <laughs> um, at that point. Um, well, I mean, come on, go back. That was September 10th. Um, Chenander didn't get fired after that game. He got fired after the next game. I think he got – I think 
it's possible he got fired after Georgia Southern, actually. But they just said, oh, we got to keep need him. you for Oklahoma, yeah, which was still yeah. terrible. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history. Right. Um, I think it's very possible that they just didn't want to let go both Frost and Shenander on the same day. To uh, take your beating against Oklahoma. Well, you know, I don't know we, if it was I, expressed I like that, but I mean, it probably wasn't said like that. But that's kind of how it ended up being. I'm thinking more. It would been. It would have been too much for the players to handle both in one shot. But if you listen to Trev Albert's response to the question, if there would be any more changes, he's his he hesitated on that in that September 11th press conference. He hesitated when he was when when he was asked that question. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Mickey. I know you are, and I want, and I'm telling you, people are listening to our show, and they're, and some of them are angry that we're on that jag. I guarantee it. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't read any of the text. There are some people that are saying you got, you guys got to get over this. There are fan bases. There's a, some disagreement. Yeah. Well, what else is new? When you have a coach fired in midseason, of course, there's disagreement here. All right. Robin Washit next in an early break in the ticket.